So you have an old 401k and you're not quite sure what to do with it. Maybe you left your job and changed to another one. Maybe your company was purchased and it just kind of hung out there. Or maybe you retired and decided just to leave it alone. And if you're like a lot of people, you're wondering, what are my options? What's the best decision to make with this 401k? And how do I do it the right way without making a mistake? Hi, my name is Jim Martin. I'm a financial advisor with Martin Wealth Solutions and the founder of the firm. And we started the firm and this podcast to help people just like you make the right decisions around their money. So today, we're going to cover all of the options around 401ks, 403Bs, 457s, so you can make the decision that's right for you. So a few weeks ago, I sat down with a couple who was new to the area, and they had moved to our area to retire. And as they had went through their career, they had changed jobs a few times as they relocated or had promotions along the way. And this was a this was a big topic of discussion is, hey, I've got all these 401ks and what should we do with them? And I realized like this is something that comes up all the time in my practice. And, you know, people just don't want to make a bad decision, especially with the 401k. They've worked really hard to save the money and they're not quite sure what the rules are. So I thought this would be a really excellent topic as we kind of dove into retirement planning today. And what I normally see when I'm, you know, sitting down with people and I, as I sit down with, let's call them Bob and Susie, as I sit down with Bob and Susie, you know, what we're trying to do is take an inventory of where they're at and ultimately where do they want to go. If you had to boil down financial planning to some key principles, it really starts with, you know, where are you at today? Where do you want to go? And do you have enough to get there? So when we sat down, that was part of our conversation. Hey, you know, where, where do you want to go? Like, what, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Because I like to tell people that you've got to begin with the end in mind. So what are, you, what are you trying to accomplish with your money? And a lot of times that's really hard for folks to quantify. And for, for a lot of reasons, like we, we traditionally don't sit home and think about, you know, what's next for us. Normally, we're just worried about what do we have to do today and what do we need to do tomorrow? So generally, we're not looking out over the horizon, over the bow of our ship, trying to think about what do we need to plan for five years from now? What do we want to be doing five years from now? Normally, we're worried about how do we get through the next three or four days of craziness in our lives and make good decisions so we can get there? And what are we going to eat for dinner tonight? And uh, can we get the kids to the game? And our grandkids are coming to visit. And, you know, there's just so much that is in our lives right now. And people, you know, they're just so much busier today than they were, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And I think it's, I think it's cell phones and technology that just makes our life kind of spiral out of control. So we begin with the end in mind when we're thinking about financial planning. And that's what I did with, with this couple is we, we really talked about, you know, where do you want to be? What does retirement look like for you? What are you going to be doing? What are the, what are the things that are important to you? Because we, we really don't want to talk about investments before we understand what our goals are. What do we want to accomplish? So that's the first thing we went over is where do they want to go? And this was a, this is a great conversation. You know, Bob wants to play golf. Susie wants to travel a lot. She wants to travel with her sister. And, uh, and Bob doesn't love to travel, but loves his wife. So he's going to do that. I wants to, wants to see the grandkids, you know, all the normal stuff that people want to do when they hit retirement. One of the really neat goals that I hadn't heard for a while is they really want to travel and they want to take their family with them on these travels. That's really important to them, like to once a year, be able to open the doors to their kids and their grandkids to take amazing trips, to have really good experiences with them because in their mind, they don't really want to give Christmas presents. They really wanted to give experiences because they really felt like 
their grandkids and their kids, they're not going to remember these singular gifts that they're given. They're not going to remember a camera or an iPhone or a watch or whatever, but they really will remember that trip to the beach or to Disney World or to Iceland or what they had a whole list of things that they thought would be really cool. So as we were doing the planning, that was something we needed to factor in. So again, if we had to boil down financial planning, we begin with the end in mind, what do you want to accomplish? And then the second part is we want to take a look at your investments and understand where your money's at and make sure that your money's in the right place, that it's doing what you want it to do, that it's participating to reach your goals. And for them, as we kind of went through this process, we realized, wow, they've got 401ks, you know, kind of all over the place. And those 401ks weren't being managed holistically as part of their overall plan. They, they each had their own investments and investment strategy and when Bob had set those up and when Susie had set those up, it might've been 10 years ago or 15 years ago, they really hadn't rebalanced or quite frankly done anything around those 401ks in five to 10 to 15 years. So the investments that they were invested in were the same investments they were in a decade ago, which might or might not make sense for them now, but you know they're in a position where they're trying to accomplish things today that they weren't really worried about. Because I think one of the things that retirees sometimes fail to recognize, look, if you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s, you're investing for um, accumulation. You're, you're investing your money to grow in a, big, a really big way. However, when you get to your 60s, you're investing money for distribution. You know, you've worked 30 years for this money. The purpose of it is to provide income or money for your lifestyle goals. And I know that's not the case for everyone, but by and large, for most people, that's what they're trying to accomplish. So it's a big mind shift, you know, depending upon if you're 40, we might invest your money very differently as opposed to if you are 60 and starting to take distributions. And it makes a lot of sense, right? Like think of it in the sense of a car, a Corvette and an F-150 both do some basic things. They both turn on and get you from point A to point B, but you're not going to pull your boat with your Corvette and you're probably not going to go around hairpin turns with your F-150. So our portfolios do th similar things. We're not going to have a portfolio that we're going to be withdrawing for income in the Corvette portfolio, right? We're going to have that in the F-150 portfolio because we want something to provide income. And by the way, I do not have our portfolios named after uh, cars. I don't own any of those, but they're kind of I think a good analogy for folks to understand that portfolios are either set for speed or they're set for work, meaning income. So the third thing, after we get through making sure that we understand what your goals are, and then we understand where your money's at and will it accomplish your goals is then to figure out how do you do it the right way? How do you, how do you do it in a tax efficient way? How, how do you make sure your money is positioned appropriately? How do you make sure that it's you're not overpaying in taxes? So we want to make sure we have an income plan that understands tax reduction strategies along the way. So again, if I think you had to boil down financial planning and we sat down with Bob and Susie, that's kind of what we went over are those those areas. And, you know, they're a great couple. You know, they were a great couple. I'm super excited to work with them and my team to work with them because, you know, ultimately we're, what we're going to do for them is consolidate their 401ks and then put the money to work in a way that helps them hit their goals and accomplish what they want to accomplish. You know, one of the ways they found us, we have a website called retiresmartscore.com. Again, that's retiresmartscore.com. And they wanted to figure out what their retirement score was. And all you've got to do is answer six questions. And what we'll do is get you a video of your score. 
and lets you know if you're on track or not. And a lot of people have questions, you know, they're, they're not quite sure if they're on track to hit their goals and they're always curious and they just want to make sure they're doing the right thing. Again, that website is retiresmartscore.com. Check it out if you want to get your retirement score. It's a really neat way to get your score and understand if you're on track to hit your goals. And, you know, if you've got 401ks and you're just trying to wonder, what do you do with them? What are my options? Let's go over the basic options and we can talk about if it makes sense for you. So, you know, a 401k, generally speaking, is either going to have uh, pre-tax dollars or Roth dollars. Roth dollars are post-tax dollars, meaning you pay taxes on them and the earnings can grow tax-free. And pre-tax dollars are money that's in a 401k that uh, you got a tax deduction on when you made the contribution. And as such, you're going to have a few options with them. You know, your number one option is you don't have to do anything. You can still leave them inside of the 401k. Assuming the balance is over $5,000, generally speaking, the custodians aren't going to reach out to you and ask you to move the money out. Now, if the balances are below $5,000, we have seen many situations where they'll call or send you a letter or demand that you withdraw the money by a certain period of time, or they're going to send you a check. So we always encourage folks in that situation to make sure they don't get sent a check. Because remember, if you take money out of your 401k, uh, it, it could be a penalty if you're under 59 and a half. It could be a 10% penalty. In addition to that, it's a, it's a taxable event. It's taxes, ordinary income. And you might not want that taxable income to hit your, hit your bottom line. You might want to move it over to an IRA or to another 401k. So number one is you can leave it there potentially. And the second option is you can oftentimes, if you're still working, roll it into another 401k or another qualified plan. So if you have an old 401k from a previous employer and you've switched to a new employer, oftentimes you can roll that money right in to the existing plan at the company you're working at now. Now that might or might not be in your best interest. Now, one of the one of the problems with that is, and one of the problems with 401ks is that you're very limited in your investment selection. However, if it's a small 401k, it might make all the sense in the world. And it generally might be in your best interest is to take that money from your old 401k and roll it into your new 401k. So that's an option for many investors as well. Your third option, and I tend to think this is the least advantageous option, but it's certainly an option for people, is you can cash your 401k in. So you can call your custodian, you know, your Fidelity or your Schwab or your Empower or wherever your 401k is at and say, send me a check and they'll send you a check. Now, remember, you might be penalized on it. You're definitely going to be taxed on it if it's not Roth dollars. So buyer beware. I don't recommend anybody take that action. In fact, I don't recommend anybody take any actions on their 401ks until you consult with a professional. But understand, this is one where you've got to be very careful because it could really impact your taxes and it could really impact your retirement in the future. Remember, once you take money out of your accounts for retirement accounts, it's, it's really difficult to get back in. So be very careful before you take distributions. But your fourth option, and this is an option that's very popular and it might or might not be in your best interest, is you can take your 401k and you can do what's called a rollover. And you can roll that money into a traditional IRA. Now, a lot of people like the idea of being able to roll their money into a traditional IRA. Number one, it's usually self-directed, whether it's self-directed by an advisor or it's directed by you. You get to make the decisions. You get to have a lot more input into how those investments are allocated. Remember, in a 401k, we're pretty limited on how we can invest. We get to choose from the suite of investments that are on the shelf that you can choose from. 
However, when you move your money into a traditional IRA, you do a rollover, you have the full suite of options that are available to you. So you can invest in almost anything under the sun. Now that might or might not be in your best interest, but understand that you're going to have a lot more investment options available to you. So many people love the idea of having control of their money and moving it to a self-directed IRA is going to give you the utmost control inside of it. Now, there are some considerations that I think people need to be aware of. You should understand the fees. Sometimes fees in 401ks can be very low. Sometimes it can be very high. Sometimes fees in self-directed IRAs can be very high, but they can also be low as well. So understand that there could be a cost difference there doing that and make sure that's in your best interest before you make those decisions. But those are the four options that are available to you. But what do I think? What do I think you should do with them? Well, first off, everyone's different. If we put 10 people in a room, we're going to have 10 different plans. So it's really difficult to give advice on what people should do relative to their situation without having all the facts. But here's what I really want to encourage people at home to think about before they make these decisions. Do not do anything that's going to cause you a tax liability without fully understanding the impact before you do it. Additionally, don't take your money out of a 401k and move it into a high cost investment without understanding if it's in your best interest. I heard a saying many moons ago, and I know you've heard this too. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So I want you to be very careful before making these decisions. I want you to understand the tax implications. I want you to understand the investments you're going to invest in. I want to make sure you're making these decisions within the context of a plan. Remember, I shared the story about Bob and Susie when they came into our office. We start with the goals. Remember, begin with the end in mind. Why are you doing this? What are we trying to accomplish? What is it going to solve for you to move it from 401k A to 401k B? What's it going to solve for you to move it from 401k A to a traditional IRA? Make sure you're making a decision that makes sense for you. Now, the old adage, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, holds up here as well. If you've ever gotten an invitation to a steak dinner at the fanciest uh, restaurant in town, chances are they're going to want you to roll your 401k over. And that might not necessarily be the worst thing to do, but it might also not be the best thing to do. So make sure before you make any decisions with your money that it works in the context of a plan. Again, at our firm, the way we like to do this is we begin with the end in mind. Every investment decision you make should be in the context of how does it help your plan? How does it help you achieve your goals? Long-term, what's the cost, what's the benefit, and what's the risk? And if you can answer those questions, you can figure out what's best to do with your 401k. But the other questions people ask around the 401ks, should I do it this tax year or should I do it next tax year? Well, that only depends if you're taking a distribution. Now, if you're going to take the money out of the 401k and go spend it on a new car or a new house or whatever, yes, it might make sense to take it out next tax year or this tax year, depending upon what your taxable situation is. However, if you're just going to roll this money from one 401k to another 401k or from one 401k to an IRA, nothing to worry about from a tax perspective there, but be careful. And let me put this as a caveat. I should have mentioned this earlier. But be careful not to commingle your Roth and your traditional funds as you go forward and do this. What I mean by that is if you have a 401k and you have Roth IRA money in it and you have traditional IRA money in it, 
when you're going to do a rollover, when you're going to take the action and move it out of your old 401k, make sure those monies are not combined. They're not commingled. Make sure you open a separate account for each. Let's make sure it's very clean from a tax reporting perspective. Hey, I hope this was useful to you today. I hope you learned a little bit about 401ks and financial planning. Remember, when you're going to do financial planning and you're going to think about 401ks, especially as it relates to your situation, consider the idea of beginning with the end in mind. What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And then build your investment plan around those goals. Don't do it the opposite way. And I see this so many times. People come into my office and they've invested in, you know, in a 15-year annuity, or they, they bought a mutual fund that the person said was the best ever. And I'll ask them, I say, hey, can you show me your financial plan? Let's take a look at your financial plan and make sure that the investments are in the right place relative to the plan. And oftentimes they don't have a financial plan. And just remember, if you were going to build a house today, so you decided that you're going to have a house built, you wouldn't run over to Lowe's or Home Depot and just start buying lumber and windows and doors and sheetrock and nails and screws and everything else. You wouldn't do that. You would actually begin with an architect. You would have a blueprint. Your retirement is no different. And whether you're 40 years old or you're 60 years old, begin with the plan and then figure out, does it make sense to roll the 401k over? Hey, I hope this was helpful. My name is uh, Jim Martin. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the podcast. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.